0: And I can see the ground now, I'm gone. Wait too gone. gone. Alright, legends, welcome back to yet another episode of Get Around Me. It's me, Billy Darcy. What an absolute treat. Feel the hype. Spread the hype. As always, if you're feeling hype and you're not spreading it, have a look at yourself, okay? Because you are the problem. Uh, but what a special pot it is. What a special pot it is. I'm on the goddamn road. And you know, I hear people saying, but but Billy, you're Australia's greatest road dog. Don't you live on the road? And that's look. It's a great point. It's a great point. But this is actually the first ever podcast I've recorded on the road. Usually, I'll I'll record them before Sydney. Maybe even record an extra one and then release it while I'm uh, out there. But this time, I'm I'm in Perth for three weeks. Is that too long to be in Perth? It's not not too long. If you know what I mean. Perth is a great city, but I, and I've actually been a staunch believer in Perth. But I think well, this will be. I'll be put to the test. See. How much I'm loving Perth after three weeks. Last time I was here for two, loved it. Three, I don't know. Might be one too many. We'll see how we go. Probably morale will be dependent on ticket sales, I would imagine. Uh, but, so I'm going to be in Perth for three weeks. And uh, i talk a bit about that. But bit of admin off the top. Got to get this goddamn admin out of the way. The Anxiously Arrogant Tour starts on Monday, February 3rd in Perth. Get around it, February 3 to 14 in Perth, March 10 to 14 in Adelaide, uh, March 25 to April 19 in Melbourne, April 23 to 26 in Sydney, Brisbane, I'm working on it, you sick son of a bitch, and uh, Canberra in the works as well. So the link to all the tour dates and tickets is on in my Instagram bio, get around that, it's the closest thing I have to a website at the moment, but all the all the links are there, I've got like a little, little link generator thing, I don't know how it works, but... But uh, so click on that, and also as always, the pod is brought to you by VM Apparel, greatest goddamn party shirts in the land. I'll be wearing one this weekend in Perth, ripping it up, having a run at these West Coast sorts, you know, because these these girls they they're not from the East Coast, they're from the West Coast. Okay, so that's the they're not just sorts, they're West Coast sorts. Okay, so this is you know I mean, do they like long haired guys with some of the best banter this side of the equator? We'll find out. We'll find out together uh but yeah vm apparel vmapparel.com.au get around those goddamn shirts because they're so good um but yeah what a time to be alive my first podcast on the road this is my commitment to this fucking pod you bloody legends who listen to this i love you uh i actually checked in a bag for this trip i've ne- i have not checked in a bag since like a family holiday when i was eight and that's because i took seven cricket bats you know, so I actually checked a bag for this flight with the podcast gear in it, which is something we've not seen before. Um, I got to the baggage, uh, I didn't even know really how to do it, to be honest, because I refuse to f- check bags. But I get to the baggage claim thing, and it's one of those things where I go, I was walking there, and and then I go, oh, I might just, um, I was like, I had like a bit of rubbish inside my okay, I'll just chuck this. Anyway, put the rubbish away, come back around, like maybe a seven second round trip between the bin and the baggage claim. Unfortunately, in that seven seconds, a group of 45 Chinese tourists just sort of jotted in ahead of me. They came in, they were just sort of marching, almost like soldiers. I thought, is this tomorrow when the war began? But it wasn't. I think they were going to Cairns to see the Great Barrier Reef. But they just jotted in front of me. Hey, it's fine, whatever. It was like six in the morning, so not not heaps of lines around. Unfortunately, you know, you don't want to stereotype too much. Asians traditionally fantastic with technology. I don't think they've ever seen whatever the Virgin baggage system is before because there was some confusion and there was one tour guide who knew what was happening and then there was the 45 tourists and the, the basically the tour guide had to do it for every single person. Um, which, look, it's not, it's not efficient, that's for sure. And it wasn't ideal. I was brutally hungover. And I'm, I'm also thinking, because I haven't checked a bag in, in years, I'm so hungover. This is after Australia Day. I'm thinking, fuck, I might need this tourist guide to help me out as well. I was thinking, Lupang, Pang, come over here. What do I do with this sticker? You know, is this for me? Is it for the bag? What are all these barcodes? Lu Pang. He had a name tag that said Lupang, Pang, okay? That wasn't an assumption, probably. But, so, what was, I, what was the point of the story? Yeah, so the baggage claim, I was there for freaking ages. I was so hungover, um, but I checked the bag. And I was running into people left and right at the airport, which is so bizarre. I've never run into anyone at the airport. The one time it was after the Australia Day long weekend. The one time I'm just out to lunch, it was like a freaking who's who of of Billy Darcy's mates. But it was good. I ran into ran into a couple of comedians, so that was like a nice uh, a nice camaraderie moment. It was like, "Where are you going? Where are you going?" I'm running to Kieran Lyons of Triple J fame. Whatever. I got plenty of friends who work at Triple J. He's but one of them. Pretty impressive, I know. But I ran into him, he was actually on my flight 25 rows back. So that was exciting. We were hanging, ran into another mate of mine who was going to uh, Melbourne, I think. It was all happening. So that was exciting, it was very exciting. But I'm in Perth now. Perth is a phenomenal city. Now, is it too far away? Yes, It's, it's very far away. And I've spoken about this before. The problem with Perth isn't Perth. It's where Perth is, it's the locale. Now, I've proposed this before, but I'll just run it by once again. Now, Adelaide, I'm coming there March 10 to 14. I think on March 15, what we do is, right, Northern Territory and Adelaide. I think we just cut off each side, push them out to sea, right, Northern Territory and Adelaide. Move WA, connect it with the uh, New South Wales, Queensland, South uh, Victoria border, right, so now we're looking at probably a two and a half hour flight to Perth. With the aid of many, many ships, we will drag the middle of Australia back around and have Adelaide where Perth used to be. It's a rezone. It's a complete rezone. Um, look, is it going to cost a lot of money? Yes, but I am willing to bet China has the technology. If we maybe we could do some sort of a deal with them where maybe if they, if they reshape Australia, we'll do a deal where we'll check their bags in for them at At Sydney airport from now on so we can avoid that whole fiasco but then let's let's do that and then we got we got Adelaide it'll discourage people from trying to climb on Uluru even though it's illegal now because it'll be even further away you see how many people want to climb on that rock when it's a five hour flight away they'll leave it the fuck alone trust me and then we got Perth right in the middle there just a little two and a half hour flight away that's a weekend trip you know you want to go to Perth Swan Valley the wineries duck up to Exmouth dude Exmouth is only three hours away now a bit of snorkeling I think that's a pretty exciting system the Liberal government I don't know if they're capable of doing it but I'll be voting in whoever whoever will so that's what I think it's too far away and after the Australia Day long weekend I I had, one of the, I had to get up at 4 like 4.45 to go to the airport for 7 I usually traditionally get the bus and the train but it was too early and it was a public holiday so I had to get an uber Cost a million dollars. My dad was supposed to drive me to the airport, but, and I don't hold this against him at all. He didn't, he didn't pick me up, which is fine. He, he told, oh, he didn't tell me personally he wouldn't, but mum did. But the thing was, it was the day after Australia Day. So I go to dad, what do you reckon, dad? Can you pick me up? Because my dad is like, uh, well, he'll get up at 4am just because he fucking loves it. He like can't sleep for very long and just loves the mornings. He's a morning guy. I'm thinking, well, I, I need a morning guy for a morning job. Bam, straight up the family tree. So I go to dad, 5 a.m. pick up. What do you reckon? Monday morning. He goes, absolutely no worries at all. I'll be up anyway. I go, that's what I like to hear. And then he goes to walk into the next room. I was around for dinner and he goes, ah, leave it with me. I'm 90% sure I'll do it. We got an Australian day barbecue the the, the the day before. I go, honestly, absolutely no worries. I wouldn't do it if you were asking this of me. So if you can do it, you can do it. If you have too many beers, that's okay. He goes, I'll text you at 7 p.m. Sunday night, let you know what sort of a state I'm in. No text came through. I called mum who said he's passed out face down in the bedroom. He he got blind as a bat. And you know what? I respected him more for it, okay? And you know what? I, I think he did forget to text me or he forgot I even existed, to be honest. Either way, it's Australia Day and it was a foolish request from me, okay? So... That was absolutely no, whatever. Didn't bother me at all. And I mean that. I feel like the more I say it, the more it sounds like it bothered me. I actually didn't care. But I slept terribly because I was terrified of missing my alarm and missing my flight. And uh, so I was waking up every half hour. Woke up at 4.30. Get in this Uber. Get to the airport. blah 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 blah, Get on the plane. I'm literally out to lunch. But I'm thinking, I've paid extra for Virgin because then you get the TVs. I'm two Avengers films away from getting to Perth. I think the last one went for five hours. So I'm thinking, let me just strap in for this. I'll focus on Iron Man. Next thing you know, we'll be in Perth. We get, get on the plane, no fucking TVs. I'm sorry, did I stumble onto a tiger flight by accident? Have I, have I tripped over, rolled down several tunnels in through the wrong gate and now I'm, I'm on a tiger flight? Has, has the air hostess at the front made a mistake by letting me onto this flight? I'm sorry, I paid $150 extra so I could fly with wealthy people and watch Harry Potter 6. Where are the goddamn TVs? That's the only reason anyone flies Virgin to Perth. What do you, you think it's for the egg and spinach frittata they serve for breakfast? It was shit. I want a film to distract me from the demons in my head. How fucking hard is it? So I've paid like I've paid the i paid the Virgin money. I've played Branson's game. Where's my goddamn TV? So now it's just me and my thoughts for five hours. I put a few podcasts on. I mean, you guys listen to podcasts, and you, you guys all know, you know, they can only they can only do so much healing, you know. But the podcasts are good, but they just they're you know you you can full on lose yourself in a movie when you're hungover. You can just kind of zone out with the podcast. If you zone out. I listened to a whole episode of one of my favorite podcasts and I, was, I literally, I had to listen to it again the next day because I was just out of it. You know, you've got to kind of be mentally aware of a podcast. With If Iron Man's throwing a building at someone, I don't need to be really zeroed in on that. I can just be semi-awake and watch the building hit the Hulk. You know what I mean? And I've, I'm terrible at sleeping on planes. I'm i am on like three hours sleep. I'm doing that thing where like you're... Like I kind of fall asleep and then I would lean forward and go, <gasps> and then like, I'm like kind of twitching. There's families around going like, is he, is he okay? And it was just a bizarre time. I had like three coffees. The chief was like, all right, you, you know, the coffees are complimentary, but you're taking the piss. And I was like, I just want to, like, I couldn't stay awake or fall asleep. It was no good. Terrible plane ride here. Um, get, get here. I forgot about the time difference. I don't know what the, f- I'm so bad at booking stuff. Dude, I don't even want a manager in comedy for the opportunities that come with it. I just want someone to book my flights and accommodation and my fucking venue so I have to do this shit. I get to Perth at 8.30 in the morning and I can't check into my Airbnb till 2 p.m. Who, who in their right mind would book that combination? I'm an idiot. So I went and just walked around Perth. It was like 43 degrees. Went and saw a movie just to get out of the goddamn sun because my Irish skin cannot handle it. But then, got in the Airbnb, we're kicking it, the has begun, I'm on the goddamn road. Right, I'm loving it. Um, unfortunately, no, oh, actually, I'll, I'll recap the weekend, and then I'll come back. I don't know if there's much to recap, to be honest. Friday night, Saturday day, Sunday. Friday night was relaxed. Uh, how about this, a guy I work with, I had to cover a shift on Friday. Because a guy I work with got hit by a car on the on the footpath by a drunk driver mounting the curb. So that was goddamn wild. And uh, so I had to cover a shit Friday, whatever. Saturday, it was the Australia Day long weekend. I mean, what more do you want? So drank all day Saturday with the lads. Sunday, did the same, but we had like heaps of people around, had a huge party. It was fucking awesome. I love Australia Day. It's my favorite day of the year. I, is that bad to say in today's in today's climate? I'm in favor of changing the date. If people want to change the date, that seems to be like a good idea. It doesn't bother me at all. As long as you keep it in summer, that's my only thing. That was the only thing when they said change it to May 8 for mate. So you can say, what are you doing for mate or whatever? Okay, whatever. What temperature is it going to be that day? Because I can't have a pool party in the middle of May if it's 23 degrees. No one's going to come around. So literally change the date, just keep it in summer. That's my That's my only request. Purely for... For, for pool party reasons and that's coming from the a pale a pale 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 guy i still want it in summer so australia day long weekend love it love it love it it's so fun I'm trying to think of anything noteworthy happened i don't know um but yeah so i just had the biggest weekend ever and then i had to get on this freaking six a.m flight and it was a bad combo but we're here and i'm doing it Unfortunately, I'm in Perth, not unfortunately I'm in Perth for three weeks, but unfortunately, comma, I'm in Perth for three weeks, which is a long time to be anywhere by yourself. But obviously, I'm doing two weeks of shows with my good friend Pat Doherty. We're doing these crowd work shows. Unfortunately, due to unforeseen circumstances, absolutely no one's fault, Pat is no longer coming to Perth, which sucks. And It's 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 just life happens. Unfortunately, no one could have seen it coming some And uh, Pat can't make the trip anymore. It literally doesn't matter at all. It's not his fault in any way, but but now it just means I'm by myself all day, every day for three weeks. And it's like already three days in, I'm starting to lose it a little bit, you know. It also means I have to do these crowd work shows by myself, which is quite the task, let me tell you. Night one, I did the full hour by myself because I don't want to screw anyone who saw my. If you saw my stand up show last year, I don't want to do the same material. You know, I'm trying to improv as much as I can, but it's like, it's a fucking long time, dude, to just do... Like, I, I'm a crowd work guy. I love it. But an hour of nothing but crowd work by yourself, it's a fucking task and a half. And uh, look, the first two shows have actually been like quite fun, but the anxiety that I've been feeling before them has just been through the roof. And, uh, and then I'm also working feverishly on my actual show, which starts next Monday, come along. But... Yeah, the crowd work shows, it's just like, it's just a lot. It's just a lot because it's a lot of anxiety because you don't know how it's going to go. Like with my actual stand-up show, I'm going, this is what I'm going to say. I'm going to riff these parts here, even if the riffs don't go that well or the crowd isn't that good or whatever. I've got these jokes, which I've been working on. I know what they're worth. And like worst case scenario, the show's, the show's fine. You know what I mean? Worst case scenario, the show is fine because I've got the material. But in the crowd work show, if you, go, if you lose the crowd at fucking 15 minutes in, you've got 40 to go. That's a long hike back up that mountain. Do you know what I mean? And you can't really be burning too many people. See, that was the fun part when I do it with Pat. So how the crowd work show is meant to work is we do 10 minutes each, 10 minutes each, twice, and then we do like the last 15 minutes together. So if you find yourself like in a hole, like one night in Sydney when we did it, I was riffing, it was doing it. And then I tried to rip on this guy, but it was like, I went, I was too mean and I kind of, people were like, whoa. And I was like, "Ah, oh, fuck. And I was like, but what about this? And then I kind of lost him. but I, And I just go, oh, Pat, fucking enjoy cleaning this shit up. And we just swapped. And it's like kind of resets the room. But in, if you're just by yourself, you got to be a bit more, hey, you're all legends. Let's all have fun together. I, don't, I want everyone on my side. Because if I, lose, if I lose you halfway through, it's going to be a long walk back for old Billy D. So, but the first two shows, the crowd has been very friendly and I have appreciated it. And I did have a friend help me out last night, a good mate of mine, a Sydney comedian, a very funny guy. I ran into him by chance. I didn't know he was in Perth. And uh, I don't want to say his name because I'm not, I'm not going to shit on him, but um, I'm not shitting on him, but like he goes, I'm just going to go smoke a joint before the show. I go, no worries. I'll, I'll see you there. The guy must have wrapped his lips around a bong for like half an hour straight came back in an absolute. He was just, he was out to lunch. He still did a pretty good job, but it was like, I was like, Oh fuck, this is just, this is wild. <laughs> I don't know what, I don't know how strong the weed he's getting is, but I've never seen anything like, uh, like the transformation I saw. And, uh, and there was like festival media people in, it was a bit of a shambles, but, but, uh, he was still funny. And then the, the crowd was so friendly. It was fine. But it was just like, it's just chaos out here. You know, the wheels have come off the trip almost immediately. But still on the goddamn road, you know what I mean? Got a new set because I'm in Perth. The white wall has been replaced by a, by a white brick wall. And I didn't have the get around me sign, but I've got, I've got an extra poster of Billy Darcy Anxiously Arrogant, the Perth one. So there you go. There's a bit of fucking promo for you. And this is good because usually I edit in the poster at the start of the show when I'm plugging the shows. Now, no need. So I've saved myself some time in the edit. Thank you. I'm a forward thinker. Okay. So, Perth, I'm flying along, having, having a time. But yeah, it just means that I'm by myself a lot more than I was hoping for. Because last time, I was spent two weeks in Perth in a hostel. And by the end, I wanted to kill myself. Okay, thank you. It was not a good time. But this time, I was so excited for this trip because I'm in this Airbnb with Pat. Going, how good's this? But I've really just booked myself into a private hostel now, haven't I? And, uh, yeah, so that's okay. I've got my mate's Disney Plus account. And I've got so much work to do. It's not really feeling like a holiday at the moment because I've had so much work to do trying to... um, Just a lot of comedy admin to catch up on and then um, writing... Not writing the show, but just really nailing down this show, making sure it's ready to go for Monday. The show's written, but just the order and it's a lot to memorize as well because I've never done the full hour before. So it's just... I'm f- very anxious at the moment. Between these, doing these crowd work shows by myself and the first solo show on Monday, I'm just kind of freaking out a little bit, but not too much. I reckon just the right amount, you know? It's like when you're nervous before a game and then you get, you get too excited, you get red card in the first five minutes because you fucking fly kick the bloke inside the box. I think that's going to be me on Monday for this first solo show. Like someone, will, I'll be like doing it. Someone comes in like two seconds late. I go, you fucking cunt, I'll kill you. Right? And just like strangle them with the mic call because I'll just be too too amped up. But we don't know. But I'm excited for this first show. And uh so yeah, it's so weird. I usually do this podcast between either before work or after work and before a gig. So I'm usually like, whoa. And I've always thought, oh man, I would... It would be so much better if I just had like more time, like if I just had a free day to do the podcast, then I could really just, you know, enjoy it a bit more. But now I've got, I've got nothing but time in Perth, but I've been focused so much on the show. I didn't even want to fucking do this podcast at all. Like it was bizarre. This is all I've wanted for the last like six months of doing this pod was exactly what I have now. A bit more time. And then I just woke up today. I just thought, I don't want to do this, but you just do it anyway. And we're here, we're goddamn 20 minutes in, flying along. I'm wearing a collared shirt inside, living by myself. No one told me to wear a collar. This was a decision I made, okay? It's how much I care. I put a collar on to let you know, even though I don't really want to do this today, I'm not fucking around, okay? The charisma train's only got one pace, and it's quick, or forwards, one speed, one direction. I'm a shark, I only go sideways. Kill yourself, Billy. All right. So I've got a couple of things to talk about and it's quite exciting. And I'm just gonna reset this camera before I forget. Thank you. And uh, it's, I've got, I'll, I'll tell you what's maybe part of the reason ang- I'm so anxious at the moment as well is I've gone from living with six people to l- living by myself. It's quite a bizarre change actually. It's just so quiet. Like it's rare for me to walk into a room at home and like, like after work and no one's in there. Usually, there always be someone. Like usually, I come home from a gig, uh, someone's there. How was it, Bill? Whatever. Yep, cool. What are we doing tonight? What are we doing tomorrow? Now I can already feel I'm I'm, I'm replying in the in the group chat to the lads, but I can feel, you know, they were they they're talking about stuff that I wasn't there for already. It's only been three days. God damn lads, I miss them. So I've also got a pot plant on the set. It's quite exciting. All right, so I want to talk about a couple of things. Firstly, the Hottest 100, Morat came third, which I was disappointed with. I put 50 bucks on her to win. So financially, that was really quite debilitating for me. But uh, third is still a great result. I was pumped for her. I maintain, I like Billie Eilish, but I maintain it should be just Australian artists in the Hottest 100. Like, they called her up and they go, what are you going to do to celebrate? And she goes, nothing. You know, fair play. She's busy as, as all hell. She finally got a night off. But it's like, you could tell she didn't really care. So, I, I just, dude, if, you know, if Amy Shark won, she'd probably be doing lines off Dean Lewis's dick. You know, who knows what would be happening. But it's like, we give it to these huge mainstream acts. The funniest interview of the whole day was um, Denzel Curry called in one of his songs got 45 and they go how's that mate you must be pretty excited and he was like 45 that's not impressive at all i thought it'd be way higher this is bullshit so that so that was good from him you know better than the oh my god thanks to the fans i can't believe it it's like you came in at 92 i can totally believe it you know <laughs> but uh but it was a great it was a great um, great hottest 100 hours so much fun i probably even more fun the next day on australia day my, a couple of my roommates, Maka and Brad, put together The Better 100 because they're like these guys that hate, um, you know, they're like, oh, Billy and his Triple J music. Uh. You know, they like, just want to listen to fucking, you know, Mr. Brightside all day or whatever. Freaking, uh, but they put together The Better 100, which was their top 100. And it was actually, it was, it was so good. It was such a great playlist. And it was such a fun day because like every five songs, we, um, my mate Maka would do like a radio break. See, like, he just hit shuffle on the thing and then they just played one by one. So, every five songs he'd do a radio break, he'd, like, pretend to call me with this big party. And he's like, all right, so that was, uh, you know, that was The Killers with Mr. Brightside coming in at 74. We got Billy here. How are you going? And I'd be like, oh, my God. I'm with my mates in the pool, having a few beers, soaking up the vibes, loving the better 100. You guys always kill it. I voted for The Killers. I thought they'd be higher. Blah which is like every call you heard all day on The Hottest 100. Yeah, we're just here in the pool having a few beers. <laughs> oh man, like, maybe maybe having a few too many, if you know what I mean. Like Veronica and Lewis are like, oh, we know what you mean. <laughs> Cause we're 37 year olds pretending to still be youth. <laughs> and uh, yeah, so that was really fun. And then one of the lads came later in the day, he picks up the phone to look at the playlist Hits play on a song, we're up to like number 11, hits play on a song, completely ruins the shuffle, and we never, it completely ruined the day. I couldn't believe it. So then, yeah, that was kind of, we absolutely sprayed the shit out of him, but that was great, and and it was just such a fun day, such a fun night, what a time. So I watched Nick Kyrgios play, I was fairly blind, to be honest, but... I was at the pub watching Nick Kyrgios and uh, I love Nick Kyrgios. A lot of people on the train now, oh, now we're around him. If you go back about 30 episodes on this pod, you'll hear me give that bloke a glowing endorsement. Love him. Uh, love his tennis. I will say this. I love his band and his attitude. I guess people say he's got a bad attitude. I don't know. Is his attitude that bad? Like, I think it's pretty good these days. He's. I, I think he's just a. he's actually not very fit. Like against Rafa, if that went to a fifth set, he would have lost definitely. He lost in four, but he would have a million percent lost in five. The guy just looks so tired. Uh, but I love him because he actually says something that you're not 100%... You know, he's not going to go, oh, credit to my team. The guy doesn't even have a team. He doesn't even have a coach. Do you know how fucking hilarious that is? These tennis coaches are on like 500 grand a year. And he's like, oh, whatever. I'll just keep that money for schooners. He lives in the Bahamas as well. I fucking love this guy. He's hilarious. I will say this, Kyrgios, you goddamn sick son of a bitch, out in the fifth round, I will say, I love, off the court, you're a 10. On the court, you're, you're, people like you a lot more probably than they would because of how you play, and and sort of how raucous some of your shots are. I love it. But I'm going to need just a little bit more success to stay, I'm going to stay on the train for the zingers and the zangers and the press conferences. But, you know, let's start, let's make a Grand Slam semi, you know, let's, Let's win another, uh, win another smaller tournament like he did last year. Just a bit more success, you know. Look at someone like Warney, That guy's an absolute larrikin and, and just a real, uh, you know, a psychopath off the field. Love, love schooners, love cheating on his wife, whatever you want. But he was also the greatest player of all time. So that's that's a real nice balance there. Uh, and I think it, it helps you. I think it'd be honestly in Kyrgios's favor if he buckled down just a little bit and played better tennis. Then you can get away with more. You know, because like Warney, it's like he got done for drugs. Oh, but then he came back and in the 05 Ashes, he it was the greatest series any bowlers ever done. You know, it's like he, 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 signed, um, he signed on for a no smoking campaign. He got caught smoking, you know, disgraced the brand and the team. But then he was also one of the five wisdom cricketers of the century. So, you know, got caught having that threesome on camera or whatever it was with the Playboy undies. Takes 700 test wickets. So... You know, the, the better it's the better you are on the field, the more fucked up stuff you can do on the field. I mean, look at Ben Stokes. No one even remembers that that guy's a violent criminal. He, he wins a couple of games, man of the series in South Africa. It's high fives all around. Ben Stokes was just walking off the other day. Someone called him Ron Weasley or something. And Ben Stokes goes, see me in the car park after the game and I'll beat the fuck out of you. But then, and that's not that's not good, but then he got man of the series. So that balances it out. You know that's okay. So, Kyrgios, if you just get a few more wins under the belt, you'll probably be able to—I don't know—like rob a bank with a, uh, you know, with with. Uh, maybe not rob a bank, but you could probably get caught doing caps with like Andrew Johns in Sydney, and we'd probably sweep it under the carpet. But if you keep lose, you know, if you lose in round round four or five again, all of a sudden people are like, hey, maybe you lay off the caps. You know what I mean? The, the, do you know what it is? It's the difference between reckless behavior and well he's got to unwind you know if, if you get if you get bundled out in round three and then you get caught doing coke on the gold coast it's like oh what the f-? this is this is why uh, you know he's not fulfilling his potential this guy's a he's just a deadbeat this is bullshit you win a grand slam and get caught doing coke after hey come on he's earned it you know give the guy a break what he can't do a few bumps after a big win you're all right nick you're all right mate i'll get your next bag so I think that's the key there, Kyrgios. And it's honestly, you going to work in your favour. But I loved, I love the game against Rafa. I love his banter. I love the guy, full stop. And uh, keep it up. want to see him just win a little bit more. And a couple more things I wanted to talk about. Oh yeah, I've seen some... What is happening with just ads in general? Okay, so at this Airbnb in Perth, I did something the other day I haven't done in about... I don't know, probably like five years or something. I watched actual TV, like commercial TV. Like just turn on the TV and Channel 7 pops up. I don't even know how to access that at my own home. If you said, Billy, I'll give you a hundred bucks if you can get Channel 7 up, I'd be like, don't worry about it. I have no idea how to access that at all. But now I'm on this Airbnb. I got the TV ready to go. I was watching the Today Show the other day. That still sucks. They brought Carl back. Which is I, I love Carl, but but also he's a what's that word a fucking idiot, and they and they keep the they, they tried and true combo of Carl and miscellaneous blonde woman with no personality, or as they call it in the in the media industry the Jackie O model. <laughs> well, all you got to do is just laugh and uh, brush off the sexual harassment. Five hundred grand a year doesn't sound too bad to me. I probably do the same, but. But I was watching something um, that I actually was really enjoying the other day. It was like, and you start watching wild shows, like on Seven Mate and Nine Go and stuff. I'm watching American Restoration. I'm watching a guy like repaint a truck. I'm like, oh, this is, this is the best thing I've ever seen. I don't know why, but I'm so into it. <laughs> and i uh, watching all that stuff. And I was really enjoying this one thing. And then an ad came up. In fact, I was watching The Simpsons the other day as well. It was great. I was watching this one thing and an ad comes up. An ad break I believe they used to call it, and they played, I don't know, is this something, I forgot they do this, they played about five or six advertisements, sort of back to back, in a little two minute window, here's the kicker, right in the middle of my program, what the fuck is this about, I was watching that, I was watching something I was really enjoying, you just interrupted it to tell me about dry cleaners, I cannot believe we used to cop this every night of the week. I'm watching, I'm watching a, a, a freaking swamp guy hunt a rare breed of duck. He's, all, he's in a ghillie suit, moving through the swamp with a bow and arrow. Next thing I know, Harvey Norman's got 20% off. Get the fuck out of here. What, how are we ever accepting this as just a normal part of our lives? It blows me away. It blows me away. But, and I'm just sitting through these ads and I just thought, what even is this? What is even happening? I couldn't wrap my head around it. And then I've seen a couple of ads recently that just, I don't know about it. I, I said this on stage the other night and it got a big laugh, but I don't think it'll be a, a bit. I think it was just funny. I was talking to a guy in the crowd last week or week before. And I saw this ad. And I saw it again the other day on this TV. And this is just a wild ad. I don't think it's going to be a bit. I think it was just, so I'll just say it now. It wasn't even a, like, I, I'm i just going to say it. So this, has anyone seen this? I think it's Medibank or it's it's for life insurance. I'm not sure which brand. I think it's Medibank, but it's fucking wild. I can't believe they were allowed. I, is anyone vetting this stuff? It's not inappropriate. It's just like, it's wild. So it's this 18 year old kid running out to a brand new, like Honda i20. And he goes, for my 18th birthday, dad got me a brand new car and he, he goes, beep, beep, and he gets in and he's got the steering wheel. He's like smiling, going, oh, I can't wait to drive this. And then he just, his face kind of goes, goes down. Like his smile fades and he goes, God, I miss him. <laughs> his dad's dead. His dad's dead, but with the money from the life insurance, he was able to buy a brand new Hyundai i20. And that was their advertisement saying, and it was like, you know, you can still give birthday presents from beyond the grave. It's like, What? <laughs> What? Are you freaking? Is that not the wildest ad anyone's heard? It's like, oh well, dad's dead, but at least this phone, this car's got Bluetooth, eh? All right, I could, just, you know, I can't, you, I can't be sad with billy Eilish pumping while I'm doing 120 down the highway, woo! I thought it was just a crazy ad, and, and then the kid's like, he smiles again, he's like, yeah, and he drives off, like everything's all better. Remember that next time you get your freaking heart shattered by, uh, by some girl or guy. Just jump in your car. Hey? Alright. How good's driving? <laughs> you can't feel anything behind the wheel. I thought this is the wildest ad. As if that's even like... Car's a piece of shit. It's worth like 16 grand. I fucking... Like... <laughs> oh, well, dad's gone. But at least I can pick up the lads and do a Macca's run. Hey? Brand new car my red piece. Score. I miss your part. (laughs) I'm sorry. Is that not blowing? I I don't know. Okay. This next ad I saw was probably more reprehensible. So what was the ad? It was about um, like, you know, like Saladas, 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 the, the cracker. Just your plain run of the mill, uh, salted cracker. They're actually quite nice. Uh, Oh no, this was for bread. Oh yeah, this was for a bread. But then I wrote as a note, same as saladas. This is for a bread and it said, "Uh, it was like the picture of the, it was like the video of the bread and then they're putting bacon on and eggs. And the ad was, there's always more room for bacon on like fucking Bergen bread or whatever the bread was. And it's like, the bacon is doing all the heavy lifting on this ad and it's not even your product. Anything is better than with bacon. Dude, you could put bacon... You could, if you get two leather wallets and put enough bacon in between them, I will take a bite out of it. Okay? This is not endorsing your bread whatsoever. You can't just put in something cool adjacent to your product and take the credit for it. You know? Like, oh, there's always more room for bacon. Yeah, there's there's infinite room for bacon. The only thing that stops the bacon is the second slice of bread. Are you freaking kidding me? Your bread is the is the evil guy in this ad. If there was a villain... It'd be your bread stopping the goddamn bacon. You know? I couldn't believe this was a bread ad. It's a bacon ad now. It's a bacon ad. Any ad with bacon in it is a bacon ad, okay? Because there's no product that's going to outshine bacon. So, is there not some sort of a a union or a uh, sort of a guideline council that polices this? Because that's like me saying uh, my basketball team's the best and... LeBron James is in it. It's like, LeBron James is the best, okay? I might pass the ball to him, but LeBron's putting it in the fucking hoop, isn't he? You know? That metaphor was probably one of my best. Aside, just quietly. On the fly. Come to my goddamn crowd work shows. Can you believe that? Uh, But yeah, I couldn't believe this bread ad taking credit for the bacon. And I've seen like... uh, I've seen stuff like this happen before with with the crackers where they're like... You know, make it a salada moment. And the cracker is piled with like guacamole, tomato, feta cheese, salt and pepper, and balsamic vinegar. And the ad is for the cracker. It's like are you f- that's it's one fifth of the dish. It's providing no flavor it's providing texture. I'll give you texture, but it's providing no flavor whatsoever. So that one really I didn't I didn't like it. And I think you know if you're gonna if you're gonna advertise your product advertise your product, all right. Your product. Don't let bacon take the fall. But anyway, yeah. So basically, I couldn't. I just can't believe not only that we even have to watch ads, but then the ads that we're watching. It's just blowing my mind out there. And uh, I think that was pretty. That was that was exciting. Okay. Now, this next thing. I know it's not good and this is something I don't do anymore. A couple of things I don't do on Instagram, I think. I don't do these two things anymore. One of them I definitely don't do. So one one thing, I don't don't follow Instagram models anymore on Instagram because it's like, I never really did actually, but I don't because it's just like, what, what what am I supposed to do with this? Because they're just so attractive and they're otherwise providing very little, but they're so attractive. It's unreal. But then, like, you're just looking at like a, like pretty much a topless chick. Like, she's got like the little love heart emoji over her nipples. You're looking at like the hottest chick on the planet, topless, midday on a Tuesday. It's like, what do I do with this information? Now I've got a boner. I'm at work. Okay, I can't. This is just. This is too much. Just there's too much happening in this picture for me right now. And the caption says like, oh, like free to bed or some shit. Like something completely unrelated. Or like, it'll be like I en- I enjoy. It'll, it'll, fuck. All right. Lost that one, but that's okay. Unedited. So I don't follow Instagram models because it's just, it's too much. Gets you just, it's just too much. They're too hot. It's not their, it's not their fault. It's mine. I can't handle just how hot they are. And it's just like, distracts me in the feed. The other thing I don't do, I don't hate follow anyone anymore. You know, when you, you just hate someone and they just, they're so just like their posts are so cringe and just so embarrassing. I wonder if anyone's hate followed me. Probably. I don't know. That's interesting actually. Hmm, think about that. Has anyone ever hate followed you? And imagine your they're screenshotting your posts and putting them in group chat going, Can you believe this fucking idiot? And it's you or it's me. That's a that's a scary thought. That'll that'll get you off social media real quick. I guess probably people have done it to me. Surely by law of averages. I posted that many fucking things on Facebook, surely at some point people People put it the, in their group chats going, should we kill this guy? <laughs> um, but yeah, wow. What a wild thought that is. Uh, oh yeah, so I don't hate following anyone where I'm like, oh my God, look at this fucking idiot. I will sometimes, I'll screenshot stuff I'm not following. If, if like real estate agents and entrepreneurs um, post like really over the top stuff and sponsor it, you know, it's like, it's like a 19 year old real estate guy jumping out of a Mercedes. Like, do you want to make your dreams a reality and he's like walking around town with like $400 Ray-Bans and like a little, a little piccolo in his hand, taking sips, going like, this new two better is going to change your life, bro. <laughs> I'll, I'll comment on that sometimes. Like I'll tag my mate Samos and be like, can you believe the value this guy's offering? And uh, just cause I think it's so funny. But now it's actually, it's a double punishment, you know, like, what is it like? I don't know, hatred is like a cobra that with two heads or whatever. Like you go to bite someone else and you bite your other head. My metaphors have really gone downhill quick here. But because now, because I've commented on some of these entrepreneur and uh, real estate pelicans, mocking them. But now Faithful's gone, oh, so you like engaging with that sort of content. So now all my sponsored ads are that. And uh, so it's really, yeah, like I said, an eye for an eye or whatever. The whole world's a fucking idiot. I don't know what's going on. But I don't hate following anyone, but I did. my My mate Sam sent me a post, and it's it's too good not to read out of the pod. Okay, now I don't follow this person. I don't know who this person is, so this is great. Now this is a post. Um, it's about a it's about a guy. He got a um, he got a, a, a week uh, an award at his work, and he did a whole status about it with a photo. And it's so it's just fucking wild. I can't believe. I now look. I might have low self esteem. Maybe I hate myself. Maybe I'm gay. Who knows what's going on? But this is the fucking funniest shit I've ever seen. And I could never be as genuine as this person. So it's uh, it's this bloke. He goes, just pulled a 12-hour day and found out at the tail end I've won a team award for most improved. Not a real award. Uh, I'm in journalism to make a difference. This is what drives me every day. And to receive recognition is just a bonus. I owe a lot to my colleagues. The team culture at The Sun is standout and it's inspiring to see how we mobilize together. This is what journalism is, is about. Here's to continuing to fight for our readers. Wild. And it is admirable that they actually care about their job. But maybe I'm being mean, but I reckon this is the fucking funniest thing I've ever seen in my life. I, don't, I just don't care. This is fucking great. Won a team award for most improved, which is, as we know, the coach's award. Most improved, as Australian cricketer Steve O'Keefe once said to me, when I won most improved at Manly Cricket Club... He goes, congratulations, Bill, most improved. That just means you don't—you didn't suck as much as you did last year. This was a guy who was playing for Australia at the time said that to me, and it hit home. But this is so funny. So a team award, not even a—not even a company award, a team award for most improved. What is there, like ten people in your team? They can't be. Not everyone's improving all the time. This is fucking hilarious. Brag. Just pulled a twelve-hour day, brag. You know, grind, rise and grind, never stop grinding. Found out at the tail end. So, you know, it was, a real, it was a real treat at the end of the tunnel type situation. I'm in journalism to make a difference. Oh, yeah. I mean, if you don't, babe, who will? But uh, to, to, this is what drives me. But to receive recognition is just a bonus. I'm sorry, are you receiving the Nobel Peace Prize? Did you just cure the coronavirus? I'm in it to make a difference, but recognition's just that sweet little treat at the end. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Dude, this is the team culture at The Sun. So, company, none of us work for, none of us know anything about. Don't even know who's in your team. How many people in your team? Seven? Seven million? Four? Are you the team? Is it a one person team? One bloke team? Are you the team? Did you give yourself this award for most improved? It's low self esteem? Didn't even give yourself an award for. Just being outstanding, you gave yourself most improved, tailor back a bit, save outstanding up your sleeve for another time. Was that you? Did you do that? Oh my God, this is wild. The team culture of the sun is stand out. It's inspiring to see how we mobilize together. This is what journalism is all about. Here's to fighting for our readers. Cue to like, just fucking blowing Rupert Murdoch's head off. Free the people. Dude, that'd be sick if they did that blow old rupes head off um but yeah i don't know i think that's so funny just to brag about some some most improved award in a team in your team at your company no one's ever heard of just leering it with brags and then i'll say oh it to my colleagues is this a press conference for the new south wales waratahs what are you doing dude so it's fine i i I don't know if anyone else got some enjoyment out of that, but I fucking did. That is hilarious. Do people have no shame anymore? Bit of privacy? You don't have to post about everything because you fucking tripped over in the morning and didn't kill yourself. You know, you've just had a 12-hour day. Go to bed. Jesus Christ. Some people just love it, man. They just love it. But yeah, I struggle with being genuine, and I will project that onto anyone who does it better than me. So cop that. Bam. Low self-esteem. All right. So... I think we'll probably end it there. Uh, the pod rolls on. Brought my gear on the road, so that's good. Not missing any. And uh, and yeah, come to some goddamn shows. Perth, Adelaide, etc. I'm doing Rift City by myself now. Hopefully, get another mate to help me out. And uh, my mate who did it last night went home. Otherwise, I would get him again. But uh, but yeah. So the link for all my shows is in my Instagram bio. And just tell your fucking friends. I reckon. Wait, too long. Yeah. And I can see the ground now. I'm way too gone. Way too gone. Cause these people got me fucked up. Yeah, they got me way too wrong. Way too wrong. Now my mind's struggling me. Don't you wait too long. Way too long. Oh, oh, oh.